Hey, everyone, I want to tell you about an incredible company called Air Doctor Pro. You can go to airdoctorpro.com, use the promo code Fasting for Life to receive up to $300 off one of their amazing air filters. Um, by supporting them, you're supporting us and the show. I want to tell you an incredible testimony. We now know that the indoor air is two to five, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted um, than the outdoor air, according to the EPA. And my son has been struggling with sleep. He hasn't slept. He's over two years old. He hadn't slept through the night his entire life. My wife and I had done everything. We could not figure it out. We put an Air Doctor Pro in his room, and I am not kidding. The first night he slept through the night, up he went over 30 nights in a row for the first time ever, sleeping through the night. We don't know what it did or what was in the air because we've had our house tested but whatever it's doing is allowing him to rest and sleep peacefully for the first time. And for that, it is absolutely priceless. Air Doctor Pro comes with 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Mine is shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Fasting for Life to receive up to $300 off any of their air purifiers exclusive to podcast customers. You'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in the special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Fasting for Life. Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing great, man. Ready to uh, dive into a conversation today with you. Uh, this one is very relatable for me and my marriage. It's also very relatable for my day-to-day -day life. Um, it's also relatable to hopefully a lot of you listeners uh, in the fact that this is something, especially if you're new to fasting, um, these are the, the three things we're going to talk about today are, are, are hurdles uh, or struggle points um, in the very beginning. And then uh, they can also kind of rear their heads depending on your schedule and your consistency. So I'm excited to dive in because I think it's going to be really actionable uh, for everybody listening. Yeah, I, I think we have an opportunity here to address some of the things that that we hear a lot. We get questions about it a lot, comes up in the, in the group, came up during the challenge recently. Um, and j just kind of knocking down some of those hurdles means that that the next fast is that much easier to get onto and to stay in and and to just keep hitting those goals um, and keep the momentum building. Yeah, and the challenge is quite illuminating for me um, it, because we, we've seen so many consistencies in the questions when it comes to starting fasting, how to use fasting, benefits of fasting, uh, you know, struggle, struggle points, hurdles, whatever you want to call it, you know, and that's really been the fuel for us is um, helping people get those wins faster. And the challenge illuminated a few things where it really, really, really depends on um, your support system, your accountability, your mindset, your plan. There's all these little things. And mm -hmm. even with all of that in place, you can still have 
the struggle bus show up in front of your house and pick you up and you hop on. And sometimes it's hard to get off. Right. So I know you just visualize the bus showing up and pick. Yeah. Yeah. It's the struggle bus. And it happened. I didn't, I didn't want to get on this thing. Yeah. How did I, how do I get off of here? How? Yeah. Well, you know, so we're going to talk about the weekend. We're going to talk about the scale. We're going to talk about uh, social kind of constructs and how they can uh, put us on the struggle bus. And then we're going to talk about something that um, I love this term hangry because it is something that, I, that, that my family experiences uh, on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. So I'm not going to mention names, um, but the word but you hangry, know who you are. Yeah, but you know who you are. The word hangry is a real thing. And it used to happen to me too. So I'm excited to, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have, have a good conversation around this. So um, yeah, where should we start? Yeah, I was just thinking that, you know, on the fly, you know, we do have pre-podcast prep meetings, you know, so where we'd probably hash this out, but full transparency, peek behind the curtain. Um we always want to keep it conversational and we're like, you know what, these are really good topics and they all kind of intertwine in, in terms of the, the, the long-term goal, right? So, so the, the long-term result that you're looking for that a lot of people uh, just like us found fasting and use it as a tool to allow us to keep the weight off, get our health metrics where they want them to be, increase our energy, get that quality of life on a day-to-day that, that, you know, is not, um, you know, my old standard or, or the standard for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I think I want to start with, yeah, I think we should start with um, kind of the, the, the weight fluctuations and how it can relate to the social aspect or the, or the weekend warrior type. Um, you know, the week, the weekends are tough. The weekends are hard. Uh, <clears throat> I was doing great on my diet until Thursday night, happy hour. I was doing great until the football game on Saturday, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so those, those fluctuations can be, can be debilitating, right? If we, if we're stepping on the scale and then all of a sudden we, you know, we we were building some momentum, we see some results and then all of a sudden we, we get back on there, especially after like after a weekend, um, a few social um, get togethers or something like that. And then all of a sudden we have, you know, multiple pounds that come back on. Right. Yeah. And the question that was posed in the group that was, one of the things was like, okay, is the normal one to two pound fluctuation day to day normal? And um, the situation that first came up was in regards to, you know, coming off more of an aggressive fat loss phase and then transitioning into maintenance as you get down to that lower number. And mm-hmm. um, so you're adding in, you're expanding your feeding window. So you're going from more of an OMAD to more of an IF or like a 20 slash four window. So you've expanded, you're having two small meals instead of one. And the question Mm -hmm. was, is it normal to see that fluctuation the next day? And the answer is absolutely 1000% yes. And there's some physiological things that Tommy, you can explain in terms of glycogen. But as an example, for me, uh, just this past recent, we had family in town. And so we did a, you know, spaghetti and meatball dinner. And our spaghetti Mm -hmm. meatball dinner now is a lot different than growing up in an Irish French household. So mm-hmm. now it's spaghetti squash, you know, uh, homemade grass-fed meat, meat, meatballs. We grind up almond flour crackers, um, and we use that as the breading. And then we have, yeah. or the bonza pasta, which has higher fiber, uh, higher protein. No, we're not. We don't have an affiliate to drop that. You know, uh, we don't have a sponsor to drop that in there. It's just something that we use in the house. Uh, bonza, give us a shout out. We love you. Um, but 
and then we don't really do the bread anymore. And if we do, it's Ezekiel, but we don't really use that, um, you know, for a, for a spaghetti squash and meatball dinner. Yeah. Um, but 80 year old uncle was coming over. He's very set in his ways, wanted to have the traditional dinner. So we got the, the, the pre-prepped organic garlic bread. You just heat up in the oven from HEB. Mm-hmm. And we had the spaghetti squash for my dad and I, uh, for the kids. And then we had the bonza pasta and I ate and I had a little bit, like a half a cup of the bonza. I had a, a good portion of spaghetti squash. I had three, no, four, excuse me, of the homemade meatballs. Mm-hmm. And then I had two pieces, little pieces, like, you know, Italian bread size pieces or French yeah. bread size pieces of the garlic bread. And I woke up the next day and it was four pounds heavier. Isn't that nice? That's and fun to like, see. And I, even knowing this, I was like, dang it. Like I knew this, I didn't sleep well too. So I knew this was going to happen. I didn't, yeah. It's not that I didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep uh, as much, you know, as many hours as I would like. So I got less sleep and I was like, man, that always makes the scale tick up, tick up for me. So um, the fluctuation is real. And then on the positive side of it, you know, we can apply that to also the maintenance side of things, right, Tommy? So the, yeah. the glycogen story or explanation that you go over um, can apply to both. And yeah, it's completely normal. Yeah. I mean, um, so when you eat a meal like that, I mean, that that's going to be some additional carbohydrates, but especially if that was like a second meal too, and you were, you were more on a one meal a day. Um, but even if it was just a larger meal, um, and then you're, you're bringing in enough, you know, that enough of the carbohydrates. And then, uh, usually in an Italian meal like that, you might have some additional sodium as well. Um, which is going to lead to some more water retention. But, you know, if, if you have, you know, a, a thousand extra calories um, or uh, across a weekend, you know, that's going to bring in, you know, a pound or two of uh, stored glycogen and water uh, that, that leads to water retention um, from that. So it, it's going to take a couple of days to, to kind of balance itself back out. So, uh, you know, you'd expect a short-term uh, tick in the, in the scale, um, especially if, if that was, different from how your previous meals have been. Right. And you said, wise. you said a thousand. So you didn't say half a pizza and five IPAs. Not that I, this is back, back a ways, <laughs> right? This is back in the day. Right. Yeah. Five IPAs. My God, no, not anymore. Waking up. No, not possible with two young kids. No, 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 not fun. Um, so that doesn't happen yeah, anymore, be... but like it, you know, some of the people we see and you see these little Instagram memes and these little images of like doing great, doing great restriction, 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 300 calorie deficit Monday through Friday, and then mm-hmm. boom, 3000 calories extra on the weekends. Well, you've just undone everything you did the previous week or even two weeks. That's why we love the OMAD. Um, it gives you that ability, but yeah, you're going to see that fluctuation daily. And that's why we also like to use weekly averages. So you want to see weekly averages, or you want to see if you do do it daily, you can graph it out, use one of the apps, put it in Excel. If you're uh, Excel friendly, and you can see the downward trend. You'll see the spike drop, spike drop, spike, spike, drop, drop, spike, drop. You know, and that's it's yeah. it's normal. But I like how this also applies to someone in our challenge that was kind of getting to the maintenance phase. So how do you get to that maintenance number? Because when we have clients and coaching and we do chat, like there are numbers that mean something to an individual. Like I always right. ask, does that number mean something to you? And it's always about the feeling or the time period or the experience around that number, you know, 140 yeah. was I fit into those jeans. For me, it was uh, 195 graduating high school. That number means something to me. 225 before I blew through that, um, well, on my way up to 260 and then back down. 
Um, yeah. As I blew through it, 225 was a lot because I could never get below that. Or And that's what I was when I got married. I could never get below it um, mm-hmm. or stay there. So right. the numbers are real. So when you get to that maintenance number, can you explain how that works too? Like, just, I like the way you frame it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes back to the glycogen. It comes, it comes back to, um, you know, your body frame is going to determine exactly how much water retention and how much glycogen you're storing, but just for easy numbers, you're going to store roughly a day's worth of calories as stored, uh, large sugar molecules, basically in your liver and your, your skeletal muscle. Um, and, and so that's a, that's a good thing and it's normal. And, and the only way to, to keep yourself from storing that is, is basically if you were on a very, very low carbohydrate diet, like a ketogenic diet where you're just staying at those levels. So, so assuming you're, you're kind of normalizing, um, and you're, you're not, uh, adhering to one of those diets, like by the time you, you hit your fasting goals and you start to go into a maintenance mode. Um, so if, if you're eating carbohydrates, um, then you're, you're going to have these, these short-term fluctuations. So going into maintenance mode, you should remember that um, the way you're getting there through fasting, um, you're going to be in ketosis, you're going to be burning fat. So that means that those glycogen levels are going to be low to zero when you're, when you're actually burning the fat. So um, there is a bit of a rebound that happens. So when you're, when you're planning for your maintenance number, you're going to want to overshoot that a little bit. Um, so depending on the size of your frame, usually between three to five pounds is a good number. So if you're, if you're aiming for 160 pounds on the scale, um, you're, you're probably going to want to see something closer to 157 or 155. Um, and then when you're, when your glycogen stores kind of normalize, um, back, then you'll see around that 160 mark that you're looking for. So don't get discouraged. You, you touch on 160 and then bounce up from there. You, you, you probably need to go a few pounds past it. And one of our original, uh, you know, quasi coaching clients, right. Was, uh, um, she did a testimonial for us and it, it was always like, you know, a couple of weeks go by. Yep. I'm at 180, kind of stuck at 180. Yep. Well broke through 180. And then it was like phew, 170. Yep. Stuck at 170. The number is real. The yeah. scale's real. Like it matters. It, it ingrains in your brain. That's just how we're wired, how, <laughs> how, how marketing mm-hmm. tells us to be in the diet and weight loss world. Right. So Um, yeah, yeah, you get down to that maintenance phase, you're going to be opening your window up a little bit and you're going to expect to have uh, a little bit, I don't want to say refeed. I don't like that term, but a little bit of a regain. That's totally normal, you know, and that's why fasting for me, isn't like a diet, it's a lifestyle. So if you're going to be keeping fasting as part of your toolkit, like as your health building, like process of your, you know, to get where you want to get and be healthy and live in that ideal situation, then fasting is a tool. So it's not going anywhere. So um, you know, watching the scale over time is a good indicator. Are you trending? Are you maintaining? Are you, you know, where are you at? So encouragement. Yeah. I love it. Um, it, 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 <laughs> the weekly average thing was, is huge for a lot of people too. And when we're talking about that, the, I want to talk specifically about the social aspect of it. Like my family was here, um, yesterday we did a, a home project, ended up not eating all day. It just made things a lot simpler, but there's a lot of stuff that comes mm-hmm. with the weekend that comes with events, that comes with social interaction, either familial, generational, societal, like food is a a social thing. We want to be in community. We want to be, you know, socializing. So um, there's a few things, you know, weekend warrior stuff, like we just talked about can really throw you off track. Fasting gives you a little bit more insulation to that. Don't use fasting as reparations or preparation to go crazy. Um, special occasion, sure, but long term, it's that consistency over time 
Um, and that the social part of it's just, just a real thing. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and that if, if, if you're allowing the, the social aspect to kind of dictate your fasting schedule, then that can really throw in some more volatility, more of that, that regain, give you these opportunities to, to store more glycogen and to take in more calories and, and eat more often um, than, than you had planned on. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we, we get this question a lot from people who are, who are wanting to get started and don't quite know how because they're, they're concerned about these social aspects and that, that's an important part of their life. They don't want to give it up. Um, but, but they don't really know how to roll with the punches or how to, how to combat that from, um, I'm, I'm worried that my, my boss or my coworkers or whoever else is going to say that, you know, I'm starving myself just because, you know, they're eating and I'm not, or, or that I'm going to have to say no to, to a, a dinner function or, you know, an after church barbecue or something like that. That's really important to me. Um, but, but you don't, right. We, there are ways around that. Yeah. You don't have to say no, you can be, you do you. And, and stick to the plan, you know? So that's why we joke, um, in, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit with the first two rules of fasting. First rule of fasting is don't talk about fasting. Second rule of fasting is don't talk about fasting. Third rule of fasting is really like tell everybody about fasting, but that takes time (laughs) to get to the third rule. Um, you have to have that, that, that building process and that experience process. So, Social gatherings, you know, show up, go in fasted, stick to your plan. You don't have to say yes to all seven, you know, you know, stages of the meal. You don't have to say yes to the dessert. You don't, you don't have to pick what you know, what use your frame, use your plan. Life, your life should not be the plan. Your plan should fit into your life. And I know we say that with fasting for life. That's why we chose that word. Um, Go in with a construct. No, yep, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Yep, I know there's going to be grandma's favorite, you know, X, Y, and Z or grandma's famous X, Y, and Z. I'm going to have two of those. And then I'm going to just stick to just, you know, the burger without a bun for dinner. And I'll socialize. I'll have a good time and and just use it. It's okay to be doing it. Like the encouragement is it's okay to see the scale move. It's okay to not do what everybody else is doing, right? You're going to get the same results if you do that. And it's fine, you know, so just protect your inputs, protect yourself, be encouraged that what you're doing works and also make sure that it works for you long-term because if you're restricting or omitting, it's, it's just never going to be sustainable. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a completely on or off thing. It's not like, Yeah. I needed to fast through that social aspect, but I, but I didn't. So now it's time to go off the rails or, yeah. or anything else like that. No, you, you can, you can choose that important social function to be your one meal for that day. Right. Really, you know, enjoy it, socialize, yeah. enjoy it. But, but you can also make really good food choices while you're there, kind of compartmentalize what you're intaking and then go right back into your, your fasting schedule or maybe an extended fast the, the day after that. Um, just, just roll with it. And, and like, that's life. And it's going to, it's going to keep going like that. So there, there's no reason to try to, to try to completely, you know, eliminate, uh, you know, any of those, any of those things you, you use your tools so that you can continue living and, and fasting and hitting your goals at the same time. Yeah. My family has been in town for a while here too. And <clears throat> before it was, you know, Luckily, my dad's now on the same schedule. My mom's doing it 80% of the time, too. My wife is in the opposite camp, um, <laughs> but she gets amazing results with it. Um, it's 
you know, we used to prep breakfast. Okay. What do you guys have ready for lunch? You got, <clears throat> we've got lunch stuff. Okay, man, that looks good. All right. That looks good. Oh man. Now we're prepping dinner. Now dinner looks good. And you know, when they came down a couple uh, year uh, over a little over a year ago and I lost all the weight um, and they're like, you're not eating. I'm like, no, I'm not eating. What, but how do you do that? I'm like, well, I've decided that I want to have dinner with you guys tonight. So I'm going to sit down and have dinner. And, oh, we want to go right. out and see, go, go out. Okay. Well, I picked, lunch on Saturday to actually go to lunch with you. Well, not, not go, I'd still go, but to actually eat and break bread with you. Oh, you know what? Breakfast looked really good on Monday and Tuesday. So my one meal on Thursday is going to be breakfast. We're going to remake what we made. We're going to have breakfast this time. This trip's been so much easier because we don't have to worry about it. Did a home repair project. I'm putting down some, some vinyl flooring, just two days. There was a search and destroy day of where are we going to get what type of flooring, the price, the quality, the color, the okay from, uh, you know, my wife on, yes, that color matches. It looks good. So that was a whole day. Didn't have to worry about food. They wanted to meet for lunch. I'm like, nope, going to the next store. Sorry. have two more stops to make. Um, Mm -hmm. next day did the project didn't eat. It was, it just simplifies it so much. And that's one of the things that we love about it is, simplification. So, um, just stick to the plan, go in with some constructs and know what you're going to do and stick to it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I I love the fact that, that during that home repair day and you, you had the social aspect too. I mean, like being around the family, even, even like while they were eating and a lot of stuff, uh, you know, I went out and turned the grill on. I was like, no, no, let me go, let me go light the grill because the lighter doesn't work. It's a beautiful Weber grill, but stupid lighter doesn't work. Wait, let me go out and light the grill. Let me flip the burgers and make sure they're fine. But I'm going to go back in. Hey, how you doing? There was like 15 people here. It was crazy. Right. Hey, Fasting Fam. Want to let you know about an incredible company that we've partnered with, AquaTrue.com. Promo code Fasting for Life to receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. These are not your old school um, pitcher filters or your refrigerator filters. We're talking about a proprietary four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. Their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing, which if you've priced those whole home water filtration systems, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These incredible countertop versions, they do have one under sink mounting model as well, but they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, like I mentioned, and they're specifically designed to combat this new Group of chemicals that the Environmental Working Group has done a deep dive on, these forever chemicals called PFAS or PFASs. These are in 45% of our U.S. tap water. 45%. These things can lead to endocrine system disruption, certain types of cancers, liver toxicity. And I'm so glad that there's now a countertop affordable version of this incredible technology. So as we fast, we know that water outside of a little black coffee and tea is the only thing that we drink. So if we're trying to get the biggest bang for our buck, we're trying to increase autophagy and allow our bodies to heal, shed the weight, get healthy, reverse disease, then why not give it the absolute best quality water that you can? So AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It even makes a great gift, like I mentioned, my aunt and uncle. Um, Today, as one of our loyal listeners, if you support them, you're supporting us, you're going to get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A Q U A T R U.com and enter code fasting for life. F A S T I N G F O R L I F E. That's 20% off any of the Aquatrue water purifiers at aquatrue.com. And did, did you ever feel 
no. unsocial, you know, during no. that. Yeah. Nope. Nope. So just encouraging if you guys can do it. Um, it just takes practice, you know, you'll get there. Um, yeah. one of the things that, you know, we always want to talk about the emotional side of this. Cause if, if, if a lot of people out there, 80, 70 plus percent of the population is overweight, right? 42% of the population is obese. Um, my BMI still in the overweight category, but I'm right. Like I've lost 50 plus pounds, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's there. I'm, I'm pushing down to the final goal, right? Mm-hmm. Optimizing the body fat percentage. That's really where the, the magic lies. It's not necessarily the number. Um, but, um, you know, when, when we're looking at the emotional side of things, we want people to envision what the outcome, that new person at the end of the journey is going to look like, that you want to live in that. You want to know what it feels like. You want to know what it looks like. Well, I'll tell you, when you start fasting or if you have a family member um, that suffers from the hangry disease, uh, yes, I said said hangry disease, then, then you know that there's emotion tied to food as well. And I won't mention names like I said before. But being hangry, you can Google it. There's like a, there's a definition of hangry, um, but there's yeah. also some physiological things that take place too. There, there are. And this was me growing up. By let the me way. just like this was me, like hangry. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like ask my parents. I, I and I, I feel like this is maybe maybe the most important first question that a lot of people ask or the first objection that a lot of people have to to fasting and and i did too for a long time as well because i i did not like the idea that my hunger would just overwhelm me and i would get so frustrated and you know angry short-tempered you know hangry um if if i was gonna you know skip my first meal let alone my second or third you know and, and go an extended period of time but you know that the, the hanger is real but the thing about it is Hanger comes from these short-term fluctuations and waves that we have in our blood sugar and our insulin spikes. So we get the hangriest when we have the most carbohydrate-rich meal, and then it, it our blood sugar ticks up, insulin comes on the rise, it follows behind it so that it can you know help control that. And then when those levels shoot down, the insulin and the blood sugar come crashing down, that's when that's when we start to feel that hanger because it's basically our body telling us short term we need more sugar because we're running out yeah like we had the sugar now we yeah. lost it we yeah. need some more of it so the bigger the spike the harder the crash and yeah totally true like and it actually will trigger cortisol which is a stress hormone and adrenaline which is fight or flight right so mm-hmm. the cortisol can actually lead to aggression in some people and it yeah. interferes with our ability uh, to control our impulses, you know, regulate our primitive drives and behaviors. So hunger as a state actually causes those shifts in hormones and the the processes of like literally your peripheral nervous system, which is that fight or flight. And that's where, you know, the same similar reactions take place when we see people that are angry, have fear or are sad. So our limbic system is literally like, hey, what the heck? The more carbs you have, the bigger the meal you have, the harder it is the next day, the more hangry you will get. Um, and I will t- I will say this on the front end, or I guess we're in the middle or on the back end, wherever we're at in this conversation, it gets easier. It gets better. Your body will learn to rebalance. And that's what it's trying to do by triggering this, 
ah, like I'm just, I just need to eat type of reality. Right. I don't know about you again, no names, having a conversation, we're in a car, uh, somebody's hungry, ask a question. And the response is not the typical response might have a little different tone, might have a little different <laughs> undercut, might have, and I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, especially when I started fasting happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, for me personally, and it's like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Well, <clears throat> it's your biology trying to be like, uh, what the heck are you doing? And it, it just gets easier. Yeah. So the, the body literally starts gearing up for food seeking behavior, but that, that is so much worse with, with that, that volatility, that insulin mm-hmm. and blood sugar volatility. So, I mean, that, that's why we, we talk about it in the fast arc. I talk about it in the mini masterclass because yep. really preparing for, for just that first OMAD where mm-hmm. you're going to go the whole next day, the next 23, 24 hours without eating, it's you, it's really important for you to set yourself up for success by limiting the, the processed carbohydrates and, and just carbohydrates in general, right? Before you're, you're going to go into that first fast, it's going to make it so much less volatile. It's going to make, it's going to make the next, you know, one, two, three meals that you skip um, so much easier um, because you're not going to feel those, those waves nearly as heavy as if you had just come off of like a weekend warrior type thing. I mean that you will feel that like if you, if you had a rough weekend or, you know, kind of something, you know, kind of went off the rails or however you want to put it. And then Monday, Tuesday, you know, you're, you're going into a, a 24 or a 36 or yeah. a longer fast. You are, yeah. you're going to feel it that that's going to be a rough way to do it. And we don't recommend so, it. So watch, watch the email, right? So per our previous conversation means, Hey, dummy, I already put this in an email. You didn't read it. Like you'll see these things translate into your day-to-day life where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I was a little, a little edgy. And I'll say this, um, the hunger cues get easier. They go away. Your, your satiety hormones, your leptin, your ghrelin, all the different cascades of your gut, um, your cephalic phase, um, cephalic, if you prefer that all of these things, um, you know, tend to balance out and it gets easier. And that's why when people, after they get through the first few, they're like, man, I feel great. My energy's up. I'm not even hungry. I can't believe it. Um, so most of the hunger is either hydration, electrolytes, you know, you got to keep your electrolytes up. Use, use sea salt, use trace minerals in the first few days. Um, your body's going to be expelling a lot more water. So stay hydrated. Uh, but these are all, like, these are all the things. And that hangry one is it's a lot of times you're not even hungry. It's just this process taking place. So uh, be careful on the CCing on emails and the replying um, per our per our previous email. I just love that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so really cool stuff. So as an action step, Tommy, as we wrap it up. Um, yeah, just just took remember. A breath in, like, I knew it was coming, so go for no, it. No, just just <laughs> just remember that uh, you know the, these things come together. And so you know if you've if you just started fasting or you're you're kind of on the verge of of, of kind of giving it a real try, maybe you've you've done, you know, 16, eight, uh, kind of timed eating, but haven't gone to the next level. Um, just know that there are some, some very simple ways to, yep. to keep these things under control, to, you know, control the hanger, control the fluctuations, um, it, you know, ignore the day-to-day, uh, fluctuations on the weight, focus on the, on the bigger picture and, um, you know, just get started and, um, and, and, you know, bring a little thick skin to some of the, the social functions, especially right. if you're just getting started and, and, um, you know, here, here's some questions and, and just, you know, just be, um, be prepared for that. Yeah. Be, just being aware of it makes it so much better. Like knowing what's coming, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I got this. And this is the reason why. So, 
Um, if you are doing intermittent and you're looking to push it, if you're new to fasting, um, you can go to our website, info at thefastingforlife.com. It's a completely free fast start guide. It's six steps. It's a PDF. Zooms into your inbox. You also get a login to our website uh, where you will have access to a free mini masterclass, which is it's six short videos that explain how to put fasting into your day to day life. Um, hopefully, um, you know, these these the things that we talked about today, Tommy, the fluctuations, the, the weekend, the, the averages, the social piece, the hangry piece. These are all things that we hear over and over and over again. So if you have questions about them, shoot us a, a uh, email at info at the fastingforlife.com. You can go to the website and contact us. You can leave us a voicemail. Um, reach out. Let us know how you're doing. Let's keep the conversation going. Tommy, as always, I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, and we will talk soon. Yeah, thank you. Bye. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. 